This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is a visit with David Lombardi, the outstanding writer for The Athletic, who covers the San Francisco 49ers. We wanted to bring David on to talk about Brock Purdy and the sensational year that he's having. David's among his biggest advocates and has pointed out many of the great statistics that Brock has put up this year and the intangibles that he brings to this team as well. So we hope you'll enjoy this visit with The Athletic's David Lombardi. We have a special guest today on the Sidecast. David Lombardi does a tremendous job of covering the 49ers and Brock Purdy's story for The Athletic. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. If you don't read his stuff on The Athletic, you should. It's really outstanding work. And David, I really appreciate you taking the time today to talk to us a little bit about Brock's career. Yeah, thank you so much. It's, I mean, his career, what a whirlwind so far here in the NFL. And it's been fun to start to look back at, at his formative days, you know, in high school, uh, with the 49ers just went back to cover them in in the Phoenix area and obviously uh, Iowa State who you cover so it's it's been a one one hell of a ride here for the past what 400 days or so ever since uh, Brock <laughs> took over as the starting quarterback of the 49ers well you've been covering him since draft day and day one really and you know he's trying to beat out Nate Sudfield for the, the third string spot uh, when was the first time that you kind of realized hey maybe the 49ers have something special here well when i think right away when he was inserted into the game against the dolphins they try to light him up with a bunch of zero blitzes and brock purdy beat blitz after blitz after blitz there was one on a third and nine jalen phillips came in off the edge unblocked and purdy hit george kittle right over the middle for what something like a 20 yard gain. And at that moment it was, you know, the, the dolphins said, okay, here's a rookie quarterback seventh round pick. Let's just run the rookie quarterback playbook on him. Right. And that means blitz the hell out of him in the NFL, see how he can handle it. And he handled all of those blitzes like a seasoned veteran. The very next week when they played Tampa Bay, Purdy had his hit the sidestep play where he hit Debo Samuel downfield, but he sidestepped the pass rush. And I started to look a little bit into his history and his athleticism. And he's got this uncannily fast 10 yard burst that really shows up on tape. So then I was like, wait, this guy's not really athletically limited because when you look at what is needed in a quarterback position, especially what Kyle Shanahan wants in a quarterback position, not somebody who can, uh, you know, run a four, three It's somebody who can move with that elite short area quickness so he can manipulate the pocket. Over time last season, I couldn't find a throw that he couldn't make, right? That he was making all the deep out patterns that they needed him to make. Uh, he was even tossing it deep. He's become much better with the deep ball after the surgery, which uh, which I think has been notable. So that part of his game, the, the morphing into an absolutely elite level player has happened this year. But I think that you already saw that the 49ers might have something special early, early on, just because he showed that athleticism and he showed the ability to make all the necessary throws very soon with the 49ers in the context of beating pressure at the NFL level. I want to take you back to draft day for a minute when Brock and his family really celebrated his selection. You've probably seen the video and, you know, a lot of guys I think would have been really upset in that spot, but Brock was the total opposite. He just wanted an opportunity and he rolled with the whole Mr. Irrelevant thing. 
But what did that moment tell you about Brock as a person, as, especially as you've gotten to know him a little bit now? He's just so humble. The, the humility really jumped off the screen or jumped off the press conference lectern in, in Glendale, Arizona, just a few days ago when uh, somebody asked Brock Purdy about the MVP award, and he went out of his way to say, I think Christian McCaffrey should win the MVP. And mind you, Brock Purdy right now, is delivering the second most efficient quarterback season of all time in the NFL. Only 2004 Peyton Manning is above him. 2011 Aaron Rodgers, Brock Purdy just passed him. The top 10 seasons in adjusted net yards per attempt in NFL history have all netted that quarterback, the the MVP award. So Brock Purdy winning the MVP based on what he's done statistically so far, just given historical precedent, should be an absolute lock. Yet he's going up to these press conferences and he's saying that his teammates should win the MVP. And obviously Christian McCaffrey is saying the same thing about Brock Purdy. And I think on a larger level, that just shows who these guys are. There's a lot of humility in the 49ers locker room. There's a reason why they've been able to become so exceptionally efficient as a team in, in a salary cap league. And that's because they've got a lot of superstars, but they also have superstars who have attitudes like this. And as the quarterback, you know, you're, you're leading the way. So it's really important for, for Brock Purdy to have this attitude for the 49ers to have that type of success. But I've seen it on display uh, in, you know, very, in a very public facing manner, uh, like that press conference the other day. And then uh, you can go back to when uh, Christian McCaffrey first joined the 49ers via trade. It was Brock Purdy who raised his hand and volunteered to help Christian after practice learn the playbook. They're out there alone on the practice field going through the entire game script. At the time, Brock Purdy was an anon- anonymous backup quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo hadn't been hurt yet, so he was still the starter. And it was it was Purdy putting in that extra work to – help his teammates out. So I think at every juncture of this, we've seen a very humble leader that that uh, has obviously fit in really well in a locker room full of superstars with the 49ers. David, why do you think so many organizations missed on Brock? Probably the height. Uh, I think he's a little bit shorter than your prototypical quote-unquote quote QB. I think they you want that to be 6'2 or 6'3". But I think that's a really outdated notion. And I think, you know, we see like Moneyball in, in, in baseball. There are so many outdated scouting notions. I think that the same can apply to football and the quarterback position. You're, you're looking for the, the 6'4 gunslinger, right? Uh, also, uh, Brock Purdy didn't run a particularly fast 40-yard dash. I think it was 4'8 or 4'9 one slow but it wasn't it wasn't particularly fast but again when you look at the 10 yard split of that 40 yard dash he's got the really quick short area burst that's way way more fundamentally important toward playing the quarterback position that than, than a 40 yard dash will ever be but in general it's just so it's so difficult to quantify what allows a quarterback to take success from the college level and apply it to the pro level because the, the game is so much faster in the NFL. Defenses are so much more complex. Regardless of who you pick to be your QB coming out of college, they're going to have to show it in a live snap at the pro level. And, you know, even Andrew Luck had to show it at the pro level. He was a much better bet of succeeding at the pro level because of all of the uh, intangibles that he had already shown in college. And obviously he had the physical skill set to go with it, but the 49ers failed with 
their num- number three overall pick in the 2021 draft and Trey Lance because, I mean, he was so raw coming out of college. He didn't quite have the intangibles to, to, to succeed at the NFL level, at least right away. It would have been a long developmental project. And in came Brock Purdy, and he showed the – the intangibles immediately. Like I said, he beat those zero blitzes immediately. And I I just don't think that those types of skills can be displayed when you're thrown against air in an indoor facility at a pro day. So the teams will just draft based on the the physical measurements because they they have no way to quantify or no way to reliably quantify, consistently quantify the intangibles that uh, quarterbacks to show at the pro level. So in many ways, it's a crapshoot. And in this particular crapshoot, Brock Purdy fell until pick number 262, and it was the 49ers who were the lucky team to get him. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. I want to go back to that Miami game that you mentioned, and I remember watching that and just thinking to myself, as a fan of Brock Purdy, oh, man, this is great to see him do this. And then the next week against Tampa Bay to beat Tom Brady, and I'm thinking in my head, well, the great thing about this is this means he's going to be able to stay in the NFL for a while, even if it's bouncing around the league as a third-string guy like Chase Daniel for several years. I just felt that 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 was some job security for Brock that he did that. But how do you explain what's happened in the year since then? Because the ascension has been so rapid and, and the story just seems to get better every week. Yeah, I, I think, again, the, the intangibles fit perfectly with what Kyle Shanahan and, and this 49ers offense has. There, I think that when you look at Brock Purdy's story, he landed in exactly the, the, the spot where he was able to showcase all of the special things that he can do on the football field. I mean, his vision is, is, is elite already. And and when you watch tape and you watch the way that he could progress from left to right, then even back, back to the left, (laughs) I mean, and, and you, you know, you pair it with athleticism and his skill set is tailored at just the right places to, to fit with where he's at. So I think that's the simplest explanation is true, right? Everybody's always trying to find, reasons for why uh, he's, he looks this good. It must be the talent around him. And of course, it's a team sport. He's helped by Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and Trent Williams on that left side. But again, the 49ers offensive line as a whole is is not the best line in football. In fact, some of the metrics have them as as a line that, that ranks in the 20s, especially outside of Trent Williams. So that's where the very pinpointed skill sets of Brock Purdy and how they fit perfectly with what the 49ers need to be able to flush out of the pocket and 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 do what he needs to do. Those have blossomed over the course of this year, and that's why he's been able to make this story better on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, and I, I want to take that a step further because, you know, that theory that he's just great because those around him are great, well, it's certainly nobody would argue he has found himself the perfect situation. That's all true, but isn't it true too, David, that those great players that surround him have looked better too because of Brock? Absolutely. And I, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was a good quarterback. I think people are in this terrific or trash era, right? Where everything is either great or it's terrible. I think Jimmy Garoppolo was a good quarterback, but he obviously wasn't an elite one. Nobody ever said that he was an elite one. Brock Purdy is making the case that he's an elite quarterback in this NFL. He's taken what the 49ers were doing which was already really high-level stuff with Garoppolo, McCaffrey, and Debo Samuel, Ayu, Kittle. And he's taken that, and now they're they're at stratospheric uh, levels with this offense right now. So 
Uh, Purdy's elevated the 49ers weapons. The 49ers weapons have elevated him. It is reciprocal. And guess what? That's the goal. That's that's the point, right? This is a team sport. Everybody's I think, you know, fantasy football and all this has has really tarred the way that that we a lot of people perce- perceive the game, right? But ultimately, football is the ultimate collective sport where the offensive linemen are a very different skill set than the receivers, and the receivers are a different skill set than the running backs, and everybody has a different skill set than the quarterback. But you need everybody to pull their weight, and you need everybody to work in cohesion. So the ultimate test is how well do they work in cohesion? That's the ultimate test for a QB because. He's the one that touches the ball on every single play. And when you see the 49ers superstars working in cohesion as well as they are, I think that is the ultimate feather in Brock Purdy's cap. Are you tired of settling for ordinary when it comes to your company's apparel? Well, say goodbye to basic and hello to a new standard of style known as authentic brand. It's not just a label, it's a lifestyle. From sleek office essentials to laid back everyday wear, authentic brand is the label for you. At least for another week, he's 23 years old, and you have posted some amazing numbers and stats. You've even talked about them within the sidecast already, but just showing how incredible this past year, especially in comparison with some of the great quarterbacks of all time. Are are you even stunned sometimes when you look at the names that you, you're putting him beside? I think anybody performing at this level, you'd be stunned, even if it were a number one overall pick, right? I mean, the 2004 Peyton Manning, statistically is the best season that we've ever seen. And Brock Purdy is just short of that. 2011, Rodgers was was one of the best seasons we'd ever seen. It was number two on record and Purdy just surpassed that. The greatest show on turf Rams, I think, draw a lot of parallels to these 49ers because Kurt Warner came out of nowhere and they had uh, Marshall Falk, who, who Christian Caffrey tries to emulate as a dual threat running back, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt. The 49ers obviously have a lot of weapons as well. But but this 49ers offense, the explosiveness rate is about the same as the greatest show on turf Rams. And the net efficiency is, is greater. They're not taking as many negative plays. So, yeah, anytime that somebody comes into the NFL, I don't care where they were drafted and in their second year, they're starting to rival some of the all-time greats. Yeah, you're going to be shocked, right? But I've also seen this develop and progress from when he first came into the game against the Dolphins last year, and it makes total sense to me. It's not just a fluke, right? It's it's shocking that he did burst onto the scene this way, but once you've seen him for a game or two, you understand why uh, he's playing so well. And And again, it's because... He's, he has the, the processing ability and he's got the athletic ability in just the right spots to fit perfectly with what the 49ers are doing. And he knows how to play that quarterback position. That, that was the summary that the 49ers executives gave after they, they drafted Brock Purdy. They would always say, you know, we watched the tape at Iowa State and he just knows how to play the position. And so much goes into that, right? It's a it's a pretty generic statement, but I think these days there's so much focus on just sheer athleticism, 40 time, all this, all that. But playing the position combined with the right dose of athleticism, that's what's going to make you a superstar at the at the NFL level. And there's not, you know, that's a rare combination to have. And I think that Brock Purdy does have that that skill set to him. Well, at Iowa State, he had 100 touchdowns accounted for, 32 school records, four straight bowl games. He was 16-1 and as the starter against Big 12 teams at home. I mean, this is Iowa State, not a, a traditional powerhouse. And MVP of the Fiesta Bowl, 
do you think all those snaps that he got at the college level and all those winning moments at Iowa State have sped up his progression as an NFL quarterback? You kind of touched on that a moment ago, but you think about Trey Lance and how little he played as a college quarterback, and then you think about Brock and how much he played and how much success he had. That has to have something to do with it, doesn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we talk about knowing how to play the position. The only way that you learn how to play the position at as high of a level as Brock Purdy is playing the position is by having played a lot of the position, right? So four years of snaps at Iowa State, that's what immediately put him ahead of Trey Lance. You know, the offseason, there were some people saying, well, you know, what, what if Trey Lance uh, takes advantage of uh, the, the couple months where, where Brock Purdy can't can't do anything because of the elbow surgery. But the 49ers, they always knew that Purdy was already sitting on this this bed of experience that, you know, uh, two months of reps for Trey Lance and OTAs weren't going to change, uh, allow him to leapfrog Brock Purdy's ability to process the field, which he had developed over four years of Division One college football. Now, no, nobody was sure if what Purdy had done at Iowa State was going to translate to the pro level. And this is getting back to what I was talking about earlier uh, until he actually did it last season. And when the 49ers saw the way that it, he was able to process and play the position uh, on an NFL field, they were so confident in him, even as he was recovering through an elbow surgery. And I think that goes back to the four years that he showed at Iowa State, plus the a few games that he showed last season in the NFL with the 49ers. You've mentioned some of the physical traits that he has that you feel have helped him to be successful. And I would also add maybe his makeup. And one of the things that Matt Campbell has said about him from day one is that he's proud of Brock, not because of what he is, but who he is. And, uh, you know, you hear this all the time, but he truly is the same guy every single day. Do you think that's helped him kind of deal with this three ring circus that's uh, enveloping him now? Yeah, I think so. I think that you have to be, even as a reporter, you have to, when you're covering the NFL, you have to have this uh, focus on staying even keeled because these seasons are long, they're marathons. Inevitably, even if you're on one of the greatest teams ever assembled, and maybe by the time this is said and done, the 49ers are going to be in that conversation, you're inevitably going to stumble at some point, right? Only one of these teams ever has has gone through a, a, a season undefeated. That was the Dolphins in 72, and they they played a shorter season than, than we see now. So it's it's an almost a, a statistical impossibility to, to go through a season without a loss. You're definitely not going to go through a season without any sort of adversity. So it, it is important to have that even-keeled demeanor in, in this league. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to sustain success, and you're going to get sucked into the pit when, when stuff goes bad. And the 49ers had three games this year that, that they lost, that they, they came successively, right? That was before the bye week. And a lot of what happened was outside of Brock Purdy's control. I mean, there were some injuries. The defense was playing really, really poor football. Yet when you see how the NFL machine works, everybody just wants to blame the quarterback right away. And it's just a very low-level type of, type of analysis that seems to pervade all the social media channels and all the TV channels. And if you're not an even-keeled guy, that, that's going to affect you at, at the quarterback position. It's affected many, many players before. And I don't think that it affected Brock at all. And, and I think it's a testament to his demeanor. He's the same way in the huddle. He's quiet. He's even keeled, but he's not afraid to let George Kittle know to shut up. Like uh, that was a famous, <laughs> that was a famous thing that happened early in uh, Brock Purdy's career, and and he immediately grabbed the attention of the huddle when other guys were talking a little too much. So he he's got that 
he, he's got that quiet confidence to him that when he talks, people listen and people respect what he says because he's not going to waver, right? He's, he's not going to shrink away when, when the going gets tough and he's not going to get too high when, when the going is, is good. David, can you explain for our listeners Brock's contract situation? If I understand it correctly, the 49ers couldn't do anything additional for Brock, even if they wanted to until after his third season. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. The, the collective bargaining agreement that the league is currently under, well, it's been over 10 years now. They just signed a new one, but it's not very friendly to rookies. And it used to be much more friendly to rookies, right? When you had guys come in and sign these, these huge contracts, you can't do that anymore. It's all slotted now. So the fact that Purdy was picked 262 means he was slotted for the least money out of all the draft picks in 2021. He's making only about $800,000 this year, and he's not eligible for an extension until after year three. Year one was 2022. Year two is 2023, and year three is going to be 2024. So after next season, he's going to be up for a contract extension. Given that, in the short term, you sure hope he can get some endorsement opportunities. And you, you could probably tell me if he has, but I can't imagine a more marketable guy. I mean, there's almost no risk to the investor with Brock Purdy. He's he's, he's going to be a, a Boy Scout and represent your company extraordinarily well. Has he gotten some opportunities out there? Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I wonder if uh, if John Deere will give him a, give, give him a <laughs> opportunity for, for, for an endorsement after the whole uh tractor thing but i think that that's kind of how for, for brock purdy it's going to work if you look at a contract situation can't sign a new deal until 2024 so you'll probably see him as the as the face of some organizations and some companies uh, especially if he's able to lock up this mvp award this season and then he's very involved in the community with with what the 49ers do in in the bay area i've already seen that he's taken part in many of those events so you're right he's he's somebody that you want at the at the forefront of the organization especially a team that's as star-studded as they are he's a quarterback that seems to be able to to get everybody on the same page right he, he commands the respect from all corners of the locker room and that that's what's really important for such a front-facing position you reported early on about Brock's surgery and why he was fortunate that it wasn't full-blown tommy john reconstruction because of the brace they were able to put in but even with that speedy recovery, are you surprised that a guy coming off that operation is throwing the ball so well this season? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, when I first saw him throw in training camp, I said, "There's, there's no slowdown here." You know, it, it looked like exactly. It, it was like, did he even have a surgery kind of thing? Because it was, <laughs> it was. He didn't skip a beat, and and he's putting up the highest deep passing completion percentage on NFL record this year. So he's throwing downfield with more accuracy and seemingly with more strength than he did last year. His intermediate passes too have had a lot of zip on him. So yeah, that definitely took me by surprise. I'm not going to pretend that I'm an orthopedic expert. I ha had heard that you can come back throwing harder after these elbow procedures, but I didn't know the technical details behind that. And I didn't know that it would be this quick. So that definitely has been something that's caught our attention. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones' John Deere dealer of choice. I've read and heard some great things about Brian Greasy. How big a role do you think he's played in Brock's development? I think he's been huge, and I think that's somebody that's not talked about enough, but Jimmy Garoppolo was playing some of his best football 
with Brian Greasy as the quarterback coach. I think Brian Greasy actually did a really good job with Trey Lance, who was one of the rawest prospects that we'd seen in a while. And Trey had a really good training camp. It was just that, you know, people didn't understand it at the time. They're like, why are they trading him away if he had a good camp when there's so much uncertainty? There wasn't uncertainty about Brock. There, there just wasn't. The 49ers were sure that he was going to be a really high caliber player because of the way he processed the field. And they were confident that he came back uh, from his his elbow injury. They didn't think that it would be a, some kind of recurring issue. So so Lance was a feather in, in Brian Greasy's cap. I mean, he got a, a, a fourth round they got a fourth round pick in return for him. And for a guy that really hadn't played for two years, that didn't have a lot of college tape. I think the 49ers were, were happy with that return and they had Brock Purdy and obviously Jimmy Garoppolo playing well under Brian Greasy. So I think that Greasy, his, his resume and his short time as a quarterback's coach speaks for itself. And it's one of those things where he, he was at the intersection of a lot of interesting things. When you talk about, Kyle Shanahan's history as as a head coach and his dad's history as a head coach. Brian Greasy succeeded John Elway in Denver, started his career as John Elway's backup. And when you look at the Shanahan prototype for a quarterback, Mike Shanahan was the coordinator of the 49ers for Steve Young's prime from 1992 to 1994. And then he coached John Elway in Denver. And both Young and Elway obviously were precise passers, but they could also move. They could also win with their legs. And I think that Brian Greasy, learning from John Elway, obviously being with Mike Shanahan, he really was able to get a front row seat at what the prototypical Shanahan quarterback looks like. And the fact that he is now Brock Purdy's quarterback coach, and we talk about Purdy having the athleticism that Shanahan wants. We talk about him obviously having the processing ability and the accuracy that he wants. Having Greasy as a coach, I think, has been tremendously impactful in tying all those things together to be able to operate within the context of the scheme. Everybody thinks so highly of Kyle Shanahan as an offensive mind. And how much fun do you think he's having with all this? Because it feels like it's the science experiment that just keeps going exactly as you hoped every week. It just keeps getting better. Uh, how, how much fun do you think he's having w- with this whole situation? I don't think Kyle has fun until the season <laughs> is over. I think he, and I think that's one of the reasons why they're doing this historic stuff is that he'll nitpick at every single thing that he saw that didn't go hundred percent right on the tape, even after a 45 point performance. In fact, based on some of the conversations I've had, the team meetings the day after the 45-point games are, are the harshest ones. So he is – and, and th- that's what greatness is, right? That, that's how you elevate to yet another level. And if you look, again, at all the metrics of this offense, the one that's most staggering to me, the, the expected points per play for Brock Purdy, and this is not just a Purdy stat. It obviously is a stat for the whole – just like any stat is a stat for the whole offense. But Purdy's number is 76% better than the, the number two. That's Josh Allen for the Bills. They're 76% more efficient than the the second most efficient passing offense in, in the NFL. And that kind of stuff in a hard-capped league – only comes when you've got some of the ingredients for greatness in there. And and obviously those ingredients are working well together. And I think one of those ingredients is a coach that is just relentless and is not letting up off the gas. He is making sure that even when this team is putting up 45, which doesn't happen very often in the NFL, that they're in position to do it again the next week. And, And I think that Brock Purdy probably 
shares a lot of his his coach's outlook. I think that that he is as maniacal as as his coach about trying to fix some of the some of the things that went wrong so that the next week's performance can be even better. Just a couple more for you here, David. But I, I was covering the Iowa Barnstormers. You mentioned Kurt Warner earlier, but when he was playing in the Arena Football League in Des Moines, and you know the similarities are so striking. They're both humble, faithful guys. Both wear the number thirteen, have Iowa roots. And Kurt Warner ends up as an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, and a Hall of Famer. And he had a much smaller window because he was older. But what's the ceiling for for Brock Purdy's story? Well, the ceiling is somebody like Peyton Manning. Tom Brady. I mean, you don't have to have this 4-2 speed to be a great quarterback. If you could process the field and you can make the throws, which he can, the ceiling's as high as anybody's. I don't know if he's going to attain that ceiling because it's going to take consistency. It's going to take some good luck over the course of his career. You can't you can't get hit the wrong way and and suffer too many injuries, obviously. But we, we've seen already that he's capable of processing the field at the level of these greats and you know all these guys when they had their best seasons that are statistically comparable to what Brock Purdy is doing right now all of them had weapons all of them were playing on good teams so playing quarterback is about leveraging talent and uh, if the 49ers continue to surround Brock Purdy with talent then the, the the sky is the limit because he's shown that he's pretty damn good at leveraging the talent around him well, I think when Disney goes to make this film they don't even have to embellish the story I mean if if Brock was the 260th pick in the NFL draft, it wouldn't be nearly as marketable. But no, he was indeed number 262, the very last pick in the draft. You're a writer and a storyteller. Have you ever covered a story that kind of writes itself quite like this one? No. I mean, again, it's it's Mr. Relevant now, right? Not Mr. Irrelevant. It's Mr. Relevant. And it's you, you, you literally, if you came with this movie script to – to, to Hollywood, they, they would say that this seems kind of fake. Why, why don't we make him pick number 260 instead? Like you said, you know, it wouldn't have him as pick number 262. This just seems too cheesy, but he was pick number 262. It's almost better than him being an undrafted free agent, right? Because if he's a UDFA, then he could have picked where he would have signed and stuff. This way, he, he, he had to go to the 49ers. It was obviously the very last pick, and that sets up for one hell of a story. Well, I appreciate you taking so much time, David. It's been awesome to get your insights on Brock. And thanks so much for, for taking time to visit with us. Of course. Thank you. Today's sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.